The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to this week's edition of Stock Doc, and this week we're going to be talking around health tech. Many of you are saying that the health tech sector has taken some uh, very impressive gains over the last 12 months on the ASX, with the sector as a whole up around 60%. Much of the success has really been around a lot of the incumbents who are listed on the ASX gaining sales momentum. Today, what I have the pleasure of speaking to is an unlisted company a disruptive post-revenue company that is also in the health tech sector and uh, plans to capitalise on this space. Moving on to a listing in the ASX uh, requires nerves of steel and a fair amount of patience. And behind the, the wheel of this new company, IntelliCare, is a seasoned ASX CEO, Jason Waller. Welcome, Jason. Hi, Nigel. How are you? Very good. Thanks very much for joining us today and to talk about this uh, potential new listing in telecare. My pleasure. For those of you who have been following the health sector in Australia, the, there's been a Royal Commission looking into a number of factors um, related to healthcare and the aged care problem. And in particular, the issue of home care has taken headlines. In November, the Royal Commission handed down an interim report that looked at solutions to home care packages. And Jason Waller in Telecare is set up to really capitalise on the burgeoning growth in home care packages. Can you tell us a little bit about Intellicare as an IoT and a SaaS business? Sure. So Intellicare is an IoT platform, an Internet of Things platform. Uh, that turns someone's home into a smart home and then uses artificial intelligence, AI, to learn what the normal domestic behaviour looks like and then send alerts out to family members or caregivers when there's an abnormality in that routine and therefore allow people to age in place in their own home and defer or avoid the costs of aged care. My understanding of this is... um is that a lot of the existing products on the market are devices that are worn, they're like calling systems or duress systems. Is that what the substitute products would be? Uh, That's correct. So the traditional model was that people would um, retire, caravan around Australia, enjoy their retirement, but as they aged, um, they would stay in their own home to a point where they felt they were no longer safe and then they might go and look for nursing homes. But the waiting list for that is increasing to seven to 36 months. So uh, family members look to provide some kind of assurance through maybe buying a pendant or a duress system or a nurse call system because they're worried about someone having a fall, for instance. Unfortunately, um, in nearly 80% of falls, people who have a pendant don't tend to use it um, because either they don't want to wear it because it makes them feel old, they wear it but it's not charged, or even if they have it on them, um, they don't use it because they uh, don't want to be a burden to their family. So I liken the use of those devices in the home to having uh, giving a mobile phone to your pee plater. It's great for calling the tow truck or the ambulance after the event, but it doesn't do anything 
to prevent the event occurring in the first place. Whereas um, using AI, um, we start to provide predictive behaviour and long-term analytics so that you can see whether the person, the resident is improving or declining and make a more conscious data-driven decision about their their safety and quality of living in their home and whether they're um, in need of high levels of care or services from a care provider in the first place. Before we start talking about the AI and big data aspect, I think it's appropriate uh, just to go back in time and look at some of your previous experiences because you certainly come from uh, a prior role um, in AI and big data. My understanding is you're CEO of Spookfish, another ASX-listed company that made a very successful exit. Spookfish was involved in, if I got this right, geospatial, so again, AI, big data, high tech. And what was the reason for you to move into health tech? Well, Spookfish was a, a terrific experience. It provided um, aerial imagery similar to what you'd see from Google Earth. Um, and what I realised with that was the initial model at Spookfish was to sell those images to, to engineers or um, property developers or councils and local government agencies who would look at it to determine maybe what the foliage requirements was, what the, the project requirements were, whether there was a new construction. But it wasn't the image they were after, it was the answer to a question. Um, they wanted to know has foliage increased over um, their council area or how many new swimming pools have been built. So this is where AI and machine learning comes to the fore um, because it provides not just the product but the answer to the question that's being asked. In Spookfish, I took it over from the founders um, to fully commercialise that AI element um, and we ended up selling to a North American PE who have $30 billion, um, under management for over twice its, its value. And similarly with IntelliCare, um, it looks like it's a similar journey. The founders have done a great job building the product and taking it through the R&D phase. But now um, with initial revenues on the board, uh, we need to exploit that, that machine learning and AI. We're in the early stages at this stage, but looking at longitudinal data over a longer period, you can start to answer questions such as, has this person arisen? Are they preparing their meals at the normal rate? Um, what's their nighttime sleep pattern like? So, for example, we have had uh, customers where the, the person has been telling their daughter that they were sleeping fine, but when IntelliCare was installed, we saw they were getting up over 40 times during the night, and that's an early sign of dementia. Or if they're going to the toilet a lot, it's a sign of a potentially a urinary tract infection. So it's the answer that's important, not the, not the actual data itself. So this is really about taking some of the data that you're able to capture from the sensors in the home and then turn that into very usable information to give um, updates about the health and well-being of the person in the home. Exactly. So it enables them to make an informed decision. Over time, and this is not where we are at the moment, but certainly um, where we, we hope to be as we, we continue our rollout, is, is that data also becomes a product in its own right. And would have utility for clinicians, um, insurers and the like who want to look at um, long-term behaviours and the links to particular conditions, medical Mm -hmm. conditions or or otherwise. So listeners who are interested in IntelliCare, um, Sam Jacobs from the Stockhead team has done a few brief articles touching on the technology and the market application, which are very interesting. But one of the things that uh, I'd like to talk to you, Jason, about while I've got you here is 
really just the competition of the sector. Certainly, we're aware of one uh, company who's listed on the ASX, Homestay. Homestay has a market cap of around about $12 million on a good day. Um, can you tell me just a little bit about how your product might and, and service offering might differentiate from Homestay's offering? Well, I think at, at the best two levels we can we can consider here. Firstly, um, at the product level, Homestay is a is a reseller of the Essence product, which is a technology that's out of Israel. It's a great product. Um, I think the market is big enough for the both of us. Essence, primarily eighty percent of their business comes from home security, and and they've developed their product to then also fit with the aged care sector. So. Homestay doesn't own their technology, um, it's owned by Essence, whereas in Telecare, we own our tech and, and we own the development pathway for that. And that's, I think, a, a pretty important differentiator. Secondly, we are an open architecture platform, so we have the ability to assimilate any sensor that has a standard configuration. Um, we don't own the sensors, they're commercial off-the-shelf items. So if someone wants to build a better mousetrap, and they are, um, there's a lot of activity in the sensor space, particularly with remote um, medical devices. Um, we can integrate that very quickly. Um, so, for instance, we have one of our customers who's a government agency who has a, a mental health facility and they were going around um, to check their patients who were embedded each night. That exposed the staff to risk and obviously wasn't great for the patients who were trying to sleep. We were able to source a bed sensor that also looked at their risks and heart rate and uh, procure that and integrate it and deploy it in a matter of weeks. And I think um, that's a, a really important part um, of our story, that we started with this mindset of having an open architecture platform and built that from the ground up. Jason, the plan is that IntelliCare will issue its prospectus in the first half of this year. Um, so we're excited to see a new entrant coming onto the boards later this year. At the time of listing, you'll be going there with existing revenues as well as some uh, sizable contracts in hand. Can you tell me what the value of the contracts in hand is at the moment? Sure. So we've had uh, a number of pilot uh, programs that all resulted in subsequent commercial sales. Uh, more recently, we've sided with two care providers uh, and those contracts um, cumulatively uh, are worth about $500,000 and we're rolling that out uh, this quarter. And that'll increase the size of our units in the field by a factor of tenfold. So we're coming to market post-revenue um, with an experienced ASX team and, and board. Mm. And your own intellectual property. And really what I would see is quite an affordable pricing structure. Can you talk us through what your uh, sales strategy is? So we're targeting both B2B and B2C. In the B2B market, which is we're currently playing, uh, we, we market to residential care providers and those service industries that are providing home care support with the aim there um, twofold to uh, allow them to become more productive so their caregivers can manage um, more clients um, simultaneously, but also to provide a higher quality of care. That's a direct sales problem and they are longer lead times, but stickier contracts in longer term. And then as we um, mature and have that underwriting revenue um, base, we will then, uh, on our technology roadmap, build the off-the-shelf product, which will target B2C customers. Um, so these are the, the sons and daughters, grandchildren of, of uh, someone who wishes to stay in their own home. 
um, and they will go out through e-commerce and retail channels. The lead manager for the listing is uh, JP Equities in Perth, is that right? That's correct. So um, JP Equity came on board last year and they've been helped us through two uh, seed raises and pre-IPO raises last year where we raised just over a million dollars. That was heavily oversubscribed and has given the board um, confidence to consider um, a public offering this year. And and this aged care problem is a massive problem and as I said at the start of uh, this podcast, you know, many, many uh, health tech companies have done extremely well in terms of valuation over the last 12 months um, as they've been gaining, you know, momentum and, and sales traction, which is exactly what I'm hearing you talk about. Jason, is there opportunity for export for the IntelliCare products and services? Absolutely. The, the influx of baby boomers is driving market growth here. Um, it's also um, driving market stress, and this is a, a worldwide phenomena in Western Western cultures. Um, from a strategy point of view, however, my focus is to secure our foothold in the Western Australian market where we're based, um, and then roll out nationally. And once that is proven and secure, um, then to consider international options. Um, with, with Spookfish, we did a similar thing, and we partnered with a uh, a significant provider in, in North America. And what that did was enable us to have a capital light expo, um, uh, strategy to expansion in, into that market. It's important that you don't go in, in my view, too early. Otherwise, you can have a, a significant cost burn for a number of years, um, getting a sales team in there who struggled to make an inroad before you were truly, truly ready. Um, so I wouldn't see international expansion occurring within the first couple of years, but it, it's, it's definitely... Um, very attractive beyond that point. How big is the market just here in Australia for IntelliCare? The market is about $21 billion, um, and that's 85% of that funding comes from the Commonwealth, and it's spread over just over a million people. As I said before, the, the baby boomers is uh, are increasing their market size. There's about 3.5 million at the moment, and that's projected to increase over the next day, decade to about 5.5 million people. So... What we're finding is um, things like the Royal Commissioner are indicative of that market stress that I alluded to. Um, all that market primarily relies on service providers and staff to deliver those services. There's simply not enough trained people in the industry uh, to continue that, and that's why we see over 51% of residential aged care providers um, not making a profit and a decline in EBITDA for the service providers. Um, I think the Royal Commission, while doing a wonderful thing, is is, un, is also creating a conversation that's going in the wrong direction. We're looking to the government to fund their way out of this problem, and that's not going to happen without technology. I agree. I think the, the burden for the government to try and solve this problem would uh, create a health budget, uh, an order of magnitude bigger than what it already is. That's correct. It would be in the $30 billion mark. There's 120,000 people on the waiting list at the moment in the recent announcement of the government to spend 500 million only delivers 10,000 extra places. Um, if this could be solved by by a Commonwealth funding, I think it would have. Um, it's a similar problem to what we experienced uh, a few decades ago when everyone realised that the, the pension wasn't going to be available to all those needed and we needed compulsory superannuation. As those baby boomers are moving through their retirement phase and into their ageing phase, we're seeing exactly the same problem emerging. Mm. And this problem is this home care package, right? 
it, it's both home care packages and residential aged care. Um, so the, the concept used to be that you would retire, you'd go receive your pension, um, you'd caravan around Australia and have a good time. And then um, when you got a bit more frail, you'd, you'd find an aged care place that suited your, your needs and, and you'd move there. Um, that model model is broken and that's why we see these aged care providers under stress both in terms of the, the type of quality of care they're delivering um, but also their, their productivity. Just because they are uh, a not-for-profit organisation doesn't mean they shouldn't be making a profit. They have to, to survive. Yeah. Well, certainly you've got all the hallmarks of a business that is destined to make a profit. It's a SaaS model, so highly scalable. Health tech in a, a, a very valid market. You've got a team with proven execution. You've got a massive addressable market just here in Australia holding aside the export potential. Jason Waller, all I can say is good luck in the listing with IntelliCare and I really hope that we get to talk again post-listing and hear some more stories about uh, your sales momentum. Thanks, Nigel. I think, as you said, the problem is self-evident and everyone gets it. Our aim is to take advantage of being one of the first movers into this market. Great. Thank you very much, Jason from IntelliCare and also to our Sigma producer, Riley Jerkin.